0: Chapter 1 of The Life and Works of Joseph Wright by William Bemrose This Slippery recording is in the public domain. Chapter 1. The Family of Wright Joseph Wright, like his famous contemporaries Reynolds and Wilson, belonged to the great middle class, as may be seen from the pedigree appended to this chapter. Wright could reckon amongst his progenitors men of some consideration in the three professions of law, physic, and divinity. The family appears to have settled at Sayford, county of Stafford, in 1662, and from thence to have migrated about the year 1673 to Longford in Derbyshire. The earliest ancestor of Wright whom I have been able to trace is the great-grandfather of the painter, and I am indebted to the Reverend J. Charles Cox, LLD, the present rector of Anvil, Starbridge, for the following interesting information respecting him. On february seventeenth, sixteen sixty two, in the rectory house of Saint Andrew, Holborn, Bishop Hackett of Coventry and Lichfield instituted Johannes Wright, Clericus, into the Vicarage of Sayford, Staffordshire, vacant through death of last incumbent on presentation of the king. On the fifth of the same month, at an ordination held in the parish church of St. Andrew, Holborn, by the same Bishop Hackett, Johannes Wright, a colleague Dublin in Regno Hiberiae, was ordained priest. On September twelfth, sixteen 1671, Bishop Wood instituted John Nash, to the Vicarage of Seyford, on the resignation of John Wright. On leaving Seyford, the Reverend John Wright became Rector of Longford, County of Derby, where he died in 1681. His death is thus recorded in the parish register. 1681, John Wright, Rector of Longford, an Orthodox and worthy son, buried January the 10th. Unquote. This exemplary clergyman left a widow and eight children. The maiden name of the former I have not been able to discover, but her Christian name was Elizabeth, and those of his surviving children, he had lost one, Sarah, during her childhood, are written on the back of the inventory of his goods thus. Richard, John, Thomas, Jonathan, Matthew, Elizabeth, Mary, Bridget. Letters of administration were taken out on the 28th of June, 1682, and some of the items of the inventory are so interesting as to be worth transcribing. It is to be remarked, in the first place, that his goods were valued at the low total sum of 205 pounds, and that the largest item was for corn, wheat, peas and oats, 44 pounds from which, and from other entries, it may be inferred that he farmed his own gleb. Among the latter may be quoted. Hay, twenty-five pounds, six shillings, eight pence. Two mares, one nag, eighteen pounds. Two heifers, four calves, six cows and calf, three bullocks, twenty-seven pounds, thirteen shillings, four pence. 19 sheep and 4 swine, 6 pounds, 19 shillings, 4 pence. Of the modest establishment and simple habits of this country parson of the 17th century, this document affords evidence. His plate was estimated at 5 pounds only, and the same sum was considered sufficient to represent the value of his purse and apparel, while the worth of the whole furniture of his parlour consisting of fifteen chairs, two tables, one carpet, is set down at three pounds. That he was to use as well as simple is attested by the comparatively large valuation of the contents of his study. These were one desk and lock, and shelves and books, which were assessed at thirty pounds, four shillings, a sum exceeding the supposed equivalent in money of the entire furniture of the rectory. This assertion I must ask my readers to take upon trust, as the inventory of the contents of the kitchen, dairy, brew-house and five upper chambers is scarcely of sufficient interest to print in extenso. Of the nine children of the Reverend John Wright, of Sayford and Longford, some information is given in the pedigree. But here we need concern ourselves only with his sons, Richard and John, from whom sprang two distinct branches of the family. It is from John that the subject of our biographies descended, but Richard claims precedence by right of seniority. Of this eldest son, Richard, little is known, except that he was born at Loden Hall, or Leadenhall, Pendridge, Staffordshire, in sixteen sixty two and that he was the father of Richard Ryde, M.D., of Derby. This, the second Richard of this branch, was born in 1702 and was twice married, firstly to Dorothy Joel of Worksworth, who died childless, and secondly to Francis Wilcoxon of the same place, by whom he had issue one son and two daughters. One of the daughters, Elizabeth, died unmarried in 1766, and Mary, the other, became the wife of Captain John Wilson R. N. of Tamworth, and died in 1805. The son was named Richard after his father, and followed the same profession. The third Richard in this branch was, like Joseph Wright the painter, the great-grandson of the rector of Longford, and must not be confounded, with another dr richard wright his second cousin and brother of the artist for the sake of distinction he may be called dr richard wright of london where he settled and became distinguished he was one of the physicians to st george's hospital and being a man of high scientific attainments and a scholar of some eminence he was elected a fellow of the royal society He married Caroline, only surviving daughter of Sir James Gray, by whom he had no issue. He collected one of the first libraries of his time, which, after his death, was sold by Messrs T. and J. Egerton on Monday, April 23, 1787 and 11 following days. This library, which numbered 2,824 lots at the sale, consisted of an elegant and extensive collection of books in every branch of learning. It was particularly rich in works of history, physic, criticism and divinity, and in Greek and Latin classics. It also included many of the scarcest editions of the old English poets, novels and romances, and a remarkably singular assemblage of theatrical literature, including the rarest productions of the English drama. The dramatic works occupied two days of the sale, and amongst other rarities were copies of the first, second, third and fourth editions of Shakespeare's works. The catalogue, a demi-octavo of a 102 pages, forms a good textbook for the book buyer of today. Dr. Wright died at his house in Charles Street, Grosvenor Square, London. On Saturday, the 14th day of October, 1786, his remains were brought to Derby and interred in the family vault at St. Michael's Church. It is now time to turn to the younger branch of the family to which our artist belonged. John, the second son of the vicar of Sayford and rector of Longford, was born at the former place in the year 1664. He became an attorney and established a reputation for integrity, which descended to his son. There is still in the possession of the family a letter addressed to him by the great Lord Chesterfield, dated April 13th, 1704, in which his lordship says, I am much satisfied to find that Mr. Thacker and my daughter Watton have employed in their affairs a character from whom everybody may expect fair dealing." He married Anne Dakin in 1649 and had issued Jane, John and Elizabeth. John II was born January sixteenth, sixteen 1697 and, like his father, became an attorney of good repute. From his upright conduct upon all occasions he was known by the flattering name of Equity Right. It is said that when applied to respecting any case... Which he thought only required explanation, it was his wont to reconcile the parties as a friend, without making fee or charge. An attorney of Derby, speaking of Equity Right, some years after his death, said, quote, He might have died very rich had he acted like the generality of his profession. Unquote. There can be no doubt that he was a thoroughly good lawyer, for, on more than one occasion, when he waited on the celebrated Sir Eardley Wilmot of Osmaston for an opinion, Sir Eardley said to him, You are come to throw away a guinea with me, Mr. Wright, for you know the law as well as I do. He filled the office of town clerk of Derby from 1756 to 1765. The sisters of Equity Wright died unmarried, but he, on September the 26th, 1728, took to wife a lady named Hannah Brooks, by whom he had issue three sons and two daughters. John, the eldest, and third of his name, was born August seventeen 1729, and like his father and grandfather, became an attorney. He died March twenty-second, 1798. Richard Wright, M.D., the second son, already mentioned in the account of the elder branch of the family, was born November the 17th, 1730, and attained some eminence as a physician in his native town, Derby. An old manuscript has the following lines relating to this Richard. Quote, cease, wonders, cease from this or that. Since Dr. Wright has changed his hat, corners three and weak profound, he now salutes his friends all round. Unquote. He married Sarah Wallace of Derby, by whom he had two daughters, Hannah and Anne. The latter married James Holworthy, an eminent artist, a member of the old Society of Painters in Colour, and an intimate friend of the late J.M.W. Turner, R.A. Mr. Holworthy purchased the Brookfield estate near Hathersage and built Brookfield House. Hannah died May the 13th 1867, unmarried. Joseph, the third son of Equity Wright, is the subject of this biography. His sisters, Hannah, the third child, and Anne Elizabeth, or Nancy, the youngest of the family, died unmarried in the years 1810 and 1815, respectively. Joseph Wright, the painter, commonly called Wright of Derby, to distinguish him from another painter of the same surname, was born at Derby on the 3rd of September, 1734, in the house, number 28, Iron Gate, and was educated at the grammar school of that town, under the Reverend Mr. Almond. Footnote. Richard Wright was a marine painter of Liverpool, born 1735, died 1775, who painted The Fishery, which was engraved by Wallet. And a footnote. Perhaps the ordinary affix to Wright's name has to some extent interfered with his reputation, but the localization of his fame is also due to the fact that a great number of his paintings have always remained in his native county and in the possession of the families for which they were painted. He was truly Wright of Derby, for there he was born and educated, and with the exception of three and a half years under Hudson in London, Two years in Italy, and a similar period at Bath, we find him located at Derby throughout his life. He was, however, well patronised, perhaps with the exception of Sir Joshua Reynolds, as much so as any of his contemporaries, for seldom, if ever, did a painting of his go into the hands of a dealer or remain unsold. Respected and honoured by his townsmen, and enjoying the close intimacy and friendship of men eminent by their position and distinguished by their talents in literature and art, he passed his days in the midst of those he loved, industriously labouring in his profession, although at times suffering from long periods of nervous depression until his death in 1797. Wright's friend and pupil, Mr. John Moss Tate of Liverpool, Told a gentleman who called upon him early in this century to see some paintings by Wright in his possession that quote, he was always pleased to see a Derbyshire man, for that county had produced three most eminent men in the sister arts: Chantry, the sculptor; Wright, the painter; and John Harrison, the singer. End quote. It is seldom that a better opportunity is found of obtaining a clear insight into the working and everyday life of an artist than that afforded by the material collected for the present volume. This consists principally of letters written and memoranda made long years ago, and numerous notes by the artist himself. Most of the last are contained in a book in which he carefully recorded the pictures he painted, the prices he obtained for them, and the names of his patrons. In it he was also wont to jot down memoranda, now full of interest, relating to his family and private concerns. Personal and other relics, religiously preserved by relatives and handed down to the present day, have also assisted in bringing before the writer a vivid picture of the man and his doings. End of chapter 1